Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 93 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration around your business and money. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to understand the numbers from your business, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, what determines how close you are to complete financial choice, and how to run your business without being in your business. And last week, we had Johnny Byrne talking about how to use online technology to put your best foot forward with various programs and a green screen. Today, we have as our guest, Doug Sandler. Doug is an entrepreneur and podcast industry leader. His book, Nice Guys Finish First, is a number one ranked Amazon bestseller. As a podcast host of the Nice Guys on Business, Doug has interviewed Gary Vee, Ariana Huffington, John C. Maxwell, and dozens of celebrities. Doug is a nationally recognized speaker, writer, and the founder of Turnkey Podcast Productions, which provides podcast production, editing, and launch services. His Nice Guys podcast, with over a thousand episodes, has been downloaded three and a half million times in more than 175 countries. And I know he really does a great job because the only reason I have a podcast is because I learned how to do it from Doug. Doug, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast. Hey, Rennie. Thank you for having me here. Big fan. Love, love your episodes, love your show, and love what you're doing with your wisdom, man. Appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Well, let's get right to it with some questions. You know, from your bio, we have a good idea of what you do, but how about telling me why? Well, you know, I spent 30 years as a DJ, believe it or not, in the up and, uh, upwardly mobile, uh, high-end social scene in Washington, D.C. And after about 2,500 gigs, I kind of got a little tired of it. Not that I got tired of my market. I loved my market, but I really wanted to have a greater impact in this world. And I thought, man, how could I bring my skills in the customer service world and my skills behind a microphone as a DJ, and how can I bring those into another environment and help the world get their message out to more people? And so podcasting was a really good fit and my timing couldn't have been any better with everything that's going on in the world and more, more and more people working remotely. That's why I did what I did. I just wanted to have a greater impact that I think that, that, that I wasn't able to get in the party market, but can get um, out of this market for sure. Terrific. Is there a particular... Well, I try to lead by example. As you mentioned, I, I do philanthropic work. I donate 100% of the profits from my online work and books, programs to charity. So I know there's a particular cause that you support. Tell me what it is and what do they do? So I have another podcast actually called uh, Ford Mustang, the Early Years Podcast. And one of the things that I do with that podcast, and I have a, a, a fairly substantial listener base to that show, even though it's only specifically dealing with Ford Mustangs in that 64 and a half to 66 <laughs> time frame. I had so, one of those, by the way. Ah, nice. Were you were the, you're the probably the original owner, right? Like uh, I had never owned one original, even though I'm that age, I just never had one when I was a kid, but always wanted one. And so, um, one of the causes that, uh, that is supported by that environment and that industry is a cause called Cruise for a Cause. And it, um, it's all about um, cancer research and cancer um, support. 
Um, so uh, as a part of that show, it's been able to you know, help me to, to kind of donate money to that cause. Um, there are many causes that I really respect and appreciate, but that's probably one that's a little bit closer to me, near and dear to me. A couple of family members that have been dealing with cancer in, in their past and, and love to be able to at least put a couple of dollars back in, in the, into the research and, and support. Fabulous. Well, let's, let's get back to business. Tell me who are your target markets for the work that you're doing. So anyone that's looking for a creative way to market their, uh, their business that is looking for a business development, lead generation, podcasting is a great way to do that, not only through the community that your message is going out to, but by the relationships that you're able to build from that, uh, from that guest seat. I'm sure from those 90 some odd episodes, you know, soon to be 100 and then beyond for your show, you've probably built some really significant and wonderful relationships out of that guest seat, which has been the hidden gift all along that podcasting, I never expected that. So uh, for me, that has been a true wealth of, uh, of knowledge, free coaching. I mean, I've got some major, major people in that guest seat that have given me free coaching because they're sitting there answering the questions that I have that my, my community can just uh, coincidentally get the answers to as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I've created some wonderful relationships. I think it's next week, I'm actually having a venture capitalist on the podcast. I failed as an angel investor because I didn't read the stuff he put out before I got involved. Yeah, it, it, you're absolutely right. And not only that, a lot of people are using their podcast to create uh, clients for themselves because that's the way they can create the relationship with people that they might not otherwise be able to reach. A hundred percent. I mean, just think about this from a from a marketing perspective. If I were to say to you as a potential client, if you and I met on the street and I discovered through a networking session that, hey, you're a you're somebody that would actually be really the target for the services that I sell, I could easily pick up the phone or send you an email and say, Hey Rennie, my name's Doug Sandler. I'm with Turnkey Podcast. We have this creative way to market your business. Would you be open to having a, a meeting with me to discuss that? Chances are probably better than not that you are going to say, I appreciate your call, but no thanks. Exactly. However, if I call you and say, hey, Rennie, it's Doug Sandler from Turnkey Podcast. I have a podcast called The Nice Guys on Business, and I would love to share your story with my community, your story with my community, so they can hear a little bit more about what you're all about. Would you be open to spending a half hour with me to doing that? The chances are money. Yeah, he's going, yeah, Rennie's not. Yeah, of course. So for me, the relationship build is the primary. And I'm only asking that to people that I know potentially could be in my target strike zone for what I am selling. And to answer that question, I guess more directly, it's entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders, people that are looking for a creative way to, uh, to expand their, their marketing through and business development through creative practices like podcasting. Terrific. And now let's get to some, like I'll call it intimate stuff. What would you say would have been your biggest failure, whether it was personal or business? Oh, wow. Okay. How many of them can I, can I list? <laughs> we don't, <laughs> you know? we don't, we only do a 15, 20 minute podcast just to let you know. I tend to, I, I tended to have been one of those people that wanted to micromanage and control everything. And that required um, a lot of extra effort. You know, I was I was in spreadsheets, I was doing accounting, I was doing all of the stuff within my business. And I found that the more I was doing that, the busier I was getting, but the less successful that I was. 
it wasn't until the last few years in doing this business, Turnkey Podcast, it, it wasn't until I started to understand the relevancy of staying in your zone of genius, only doing the things that you are, uh, that you excel at, that you're good at, building relationships, um, selling, sharing my services with others, but staying out of the things that I'm not good at and hiring people to do those things. So probably my failure, if you want to call it a failure, would probably be more like my scarcity of, hey, I don't want to spend any money on that because I, that's something I probably could do on my own. Sure, I could spend my time in a spreadsheet. Is that really the most effective use of my time? So maybe not failure, but more a look, a look at, of, at scarcity and, and you know, lack, of, lack of trust that I can put somebody in a position to do it probably better than me. Yeah. And it sounds like it was a learning experience. And the way I phrase it is that you know, I can do what my uh, assistant does. I could write the checks and input them into QuickBooks and I pay her 35 bucks an hour. But it, when I'm working with clients, I'm getting $500 an hour. Yeah, I Why think I did $35 an hour work. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense and yet I built an entire career being the time equals time equals dollars but but the harder I work the more money I will make and that's just not you know for those that are oh. trying to you know rental properties are the exact opposite of that let them passively do the work for yeah. you and I know you got a bunch of those so yep. you you appreciate and respect the idea of let let you stay in the stuff that you do best. Hire some uh, somebody out to do to do the other stuff. And um, hey, if that means that you get to have an extra forty hours back in your time to put towards family or put towards other projects or put towards something else that's in your zone of genius, great. But you could also not put that time into anything except yourself, and that's a good thing too. Exactly. So, are, would you say there are some typical feelings that uh, your prospects experience before they come to you? Um, I think it's an insecurity of where their next call is coming from. <laughs> that oftentimes is, you know, from a from an entrepreneur's perspective, and and I've always had bootstrapped businesses. I've not never gone to venture capital. I've always invested in my own. I've never gone into debt for for my business. And for me, it's always been the feeling of where is that when how do i get that phone to ring why can't why isn't that phone ringing and then beyond that when it came to podcasting it's like okay well now how do i actually get because some people come to us with a, a podcast already launched and they're like hey i've been doing this for now two years and i'm not making any money am i mm. am i am i doing the wrong stuff and sometimes it's just a matter of understanding the perspective, what, the, the way that you should be looking at where does opportunity come from in podcasting. It doesn't oftentimes come where you think it's going to come from. So that's my role as a podcast coach and and someone that helps people guide people through the business strategy of building a podcast. Uh, where exactly can I make money? Where can I build my community from? And and how do I how do I become an influencer in this space? And those are the strike zones of the things that we try to you know try to help our clients do. That makes a lot of sense. Let me ex let me have you expand on that. What would you say the common mistakes or problems are that your prospects face? Well, I think a lot of times people right out of the gate, a lot of people hesitate to start a podcast because the first thing they think is, yep. I just don't understand the technology that's behind it. Or yep. or I don't have you know a, a, a larger than life microphone personality to be yep. able to interview people. Or I don't have a big wish list of people. Or maybe I'm not an expert in a specific space. And all of those are myths when it comes to podcasting. You need to know relatively little about technology. You don't have to have a larger than life uh, personality or charisma. You don't have to have any experience with a microphone. You don't have to have a big community coming into it. And Randy's pointing at himself for it. Now I'm pointing at me when I was doing that too, because it was like, 
man, why would a guy like Jeffrey Gittimer or John C. Maxwell or Ariana Huffington or Gary V. want to, why would they want to have a conversation with me? I don't know what they know. I am just the catalyst to reach my community. Even if it's a community of five people, you know, we all get our head trash in the way and think nobody's going to want to come on my show when I have no audience. So that's really not the reality of it. So we teach people how to get their, out of their own way when it comes to those myths and start understanding the truths of podcasting. Uh, and it, all that you just reminded me of someone that I met in a small group, like six people, a guy named Mike McCallowitz. Yeah, wrote a profit book first. Book. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, for, through this conversation, I realized from the conversations I've had with him, I've never asked him to be a guest on my show. Oh, he was a he was a guest on the Nice Guys on Business years ago. He is a great and yes. and he's very eager to want to be on your show too. And he's got a you know, Profit First was a great book, and it is a way to yep. understand. Hey, pay yourself first before you do anything else. Exactly, uh, I've been yeah. teaching that for decades. Yeah, his uh, his book and his style uh, really did change my life, and and we uh, and, and we've had a couple of conversations since then. So he's a great guy. I encourage you. That's funny that you brought him up because he, yeah. he is a good guy. And so I. That's going to be my next action item nice. is to invite them to my show. Let me ask you this. Is there a valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will further support them? Yeah. I, I think that if, if someone's in your audience and they say, well, where, where do you make money from podcasting? Yeah. I would tell you to, to just, I have a free mini course. They're welcome to have it. It's just at turnkeypodcast.com forward slash gold. Mm -hmm. uh, G-O-L-D. And uh, they can have a, a copy of it. It's a five-part mini course that teaches you exactly where the the normal people like you and me, Rennie, make money uh, podcasting. We are not Joe Rogan. We're not, we yeah. don't have four, 5 million downloads an episode. You know, the, the average, the average uh, podcast gets less than 200 downloads per episode. So, how do you make money from that? Well, that mini course will teach you exactly where the money comes from in podcasting. If you're normal people like me, you're not Tony Robbins or Joe Rogan yep. or you know Tim Ferriss. We're just normal people. Perfect. And so, I'm going to make sure that's in the show notes so people can just click on it and go right there. And is there a question that I should have asked you that would also give some great value to those who are listening? Wow. Okay. That's a good one. Is there a question that you should ask me? You're, you're a wise man when it comes to podcasting. You know, as I said to you before, uh, before you hit record, is that you have gone five, six X greater than most people go in the world of podcasting. If you get beyond your 10th episode, then you chances are good that you're going to stay in this for the long run. Why 10? Well, 10 is at that point where you realize, hey, I'm putting some effort into this. I'm putting my time in, but I haven't yet seen the results. And very similar to real estate investment or investing in the stock market, you may take a hit when you first invest. Dollar cost averaging, you know, keep putting money in, keep putting time in at the same rate that you're putting it in. When the market goes lower, you'll buy more. When the market buy, goes higher, you'll buy a little bit less. But if you keep putting in the same amount of money week in and week out, your investment will pay off in the long run. Podcasting is no different than investing in the stock market or real estate. If you go at it with the idea that this is a hobby, it will create a hobby result. If you go at it with the attitude that it will create a business result and, and treat it like a business, it absolutely will. You've just got to give it a little bit of time, but it will absolutely do that for you. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Doug. And I agree with you completely because the first few years of our buying apartment buildings, I mean, if we had a plumbing bill, it wiped out the profit. Yeah. And it probably wasn't until the third year where we could actually start to see uh, the benefits of what we were doing. 
Well, we all live in a uh, uh, in an instant economy where we feel like if I put this in today, by tomorrow I should have a result. Yeah. And right. I would tell everybody if you could be patient. You know, don't don't overextend yourself in order to do it. Look, if it yeah. if if it ends up, you know, you go full service on everything and it costs you five thousand dollars to start a podcast, launch a podcast, buy the you know, get all the the latest and greatest, which you don't need to do. But if you go no, yeah. and you put yourself in debt, you know what's going to happen every time you open up that microphone? You're going to be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I've got to get that five thousand dollars back. Yep. I wouldn't I wouldn't encourage you to do that with real estate. Like I wouldn't encourage you to do that with with um, the investing in the stock market. Don't take your last dime and put it into podcasting. Once you have a little bit of clarity and you know, I understand, I, I call it getting to know your mom, your market, your offer, and your message. Mm. If you know who your market is, you understand what your offer is potentially, and you know how to message your 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 words to, to be clear, you will exceed, excel at podcasting. If you don't know those things, I'm not saying don't start a podcast, but know that that's the first step, getting to know your mom, your market on offer, and your message. Beyond that, it will work for you. You just got to be patient. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, and, and that is so powerful. Uh, that acronym is so accurate from the standpoint of if you don't know what your offer is and you don't know who your market is, and I, what was the third Mes- M? Message, market, message, offer. Yeah, if you can't message it, then yeah, any business is going to struggle. It doesn't matter if it's in podcasting or coaching or speaking. It doesn't make any difference. Absolutely. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't only relevant in the podcasting space. Yeah. This is relevant in, in, in anything. How do you know? You know, I had somebody that, that used this analogy yesterday when we were talking about, about uh, podcasting, but it can apply to anything. You know, you don't take uh, 22 football players, you put them on a field and you give them a ball and just say, go. They have, <laughs> they have, they have lines, you know, they have goal yeah. lines on each side. They have sidelines that they can't go outside of. They have rules within the within the field. All of these things, you know, y- y- you can't have a successful podcast unless you understand where you are going. What is your goal for podcasting? It's not just create content. That's like giving the guy a football on the field and saying, go. It doesn't happen that way. It's not successful that way. Exactly. If it's just about creating content, you know, uh, there's other ways to do it. Correct. Doug, thank you so much for what you provided for me so I could have this podcast. Thank you for being on my show. Thank you, Rennie. And thank you for being such a good example of what someone that is waiting for success, being patient about it, understanding that it takes time and having the tenacity and the consistency of quality content out there. I've looked at your episode list. I've seen your guests. You've had quality guests. Um, I've listened to a bunch of your episodes in in preparation for this, and I will continue listening because now I understand what your show is truly all about. And, uh, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate you, uh, you being in this, in this space. You're raising the bar for all those people that are, that are coming in now. Oh, thank you, Doug. Thank you so much. And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Next week, we'll have Steve Hoffman, who's the chairman and CEO of Founders Space, a global innovation hub for entrepreneurs and a venture investor. You can listen to the Wealth on Any Income podcast on your favorite platform, and please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to know how books, movies, and society programs you to be poor, and what the cure is, then log on to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. You'll hear my TEDx talk and can request a free 27-page roadmap to complete financial choice and philanthropy. And receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, 
or inspiration around your business or money. And if you'd like to see how you can increase your wealth and donate to the causes that touch your heart, please check out our affordable program, Wealth with Purpose, on the wealthonanyincome.com website. Until next week, be prosperous. Bye-bye for now. Money, 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 money.